You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 97. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today and to introduce a very special guest that I have with me on the show for this episode. Um, With me today, I have Charlie Elena, who is a Western content creator living out in rural Montana. She has literally done a little bit of everything and has recently gotten the opportunity to work with Cowgirl Magazine on a series about her life um, on TikTok. And so I get to sit down and chat with her a little bit how that got started, how she got in touch with Cowgirl Magazine and how she's been able to grow her accounts and her followings and just her brand in general. And we have lots of good conversations about working with brands, reaching out to brands, um, especially as more of a micro influencer and somebody who doesn't have hundreds of thousands of followers, how you can get into something like that if that's something that you're interested in, as well as starting her own clothing line, as well as just living living her lifestyle as a rural ranch wife out in uh, Montana and just all the things. She's such an incredible person and has such a sweet personality and so much to share. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear what we have to talk about. So without further ado, here is Charlie. Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. If you've ever wanted to know what business tools I use on a daily basis or what gear I'm using or even where I got that new outfit from, you should check out my favorite things. Yep, I created an entire page on my website dedicated to letting you know all the things I love in my life, my business, and more. This is truly a place where I've listed off the best resources for entrepreneurs, mamas, and Western ladies. I've included links also to make sure that you can get what you need quick, fast, and in a hurry. Check out what's in my camera bag, cowboy boots I'm obsessing over, Western home decor, photo shoot emergency kit items, business tools, freebies, and so much more. Just head to sarahelrod.com slash favorite things. That's sarahelrod.com slash favorite things, or click the link in the show notes. Well, hello, Charlie, and welcome to the show. I'm super stoked to have you here and to get to talk with you today and talk about like so many cool things that you're doing. Um, for anybody that doesn't know you um, and what you do, do you want to go ahead and just like introduce yourself and share a little bit about what it is that you do? Yeah. Um, usually when I introduce myself, the first thing that I kind of tell people is that I'm the wife of a cowboy and we just moved to rural Montana. So, um, that was an adjustment. And also I started doing TikTok videos. Once we moved out here, kind of just showing people kind of what we do in our day-to-day life. And it's kind of just taken off from there. So you recently moved out there. Where are you originally from? We both grew up in a Washington state, actually. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit of a difference than I'm sure <laughs> to get yeah. used to. Um, yeah. I know my husband was living out in like a super rural area in Montana when I met him and it is just like a whole different world out there. <laughs> I, love it. I was used to. Oh yeah. It's the best. Um, that's so funny though. So how did you meet your husband? So we actually met when we were like 14. 
um, oh. through my best friend. Um, she, her, her cousins and his family were super close growing up. So I, we all had mutual friends and, um, that's how we met. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. I love that you have known each other for so long. (laughs) That's so cool. So did his, so he got a job cowboying and is that what brought you guys to Montana? Is that what took you out there? Yeah. So he had done cowboying in other places. He had done it in, um, like Patagonia and Hawaii, And he always knew that he wanted to go to Montana. It's just kind of been a dream of his. So I knew eventually that we were going to end up out here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because he's talked about it so much. I mean, him and his best friend were like, yeah, Montana, Montana. (laughs) um, One day he just came to me and was like, I think I'm ready to go. Let's go. And I was like, all right. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, right. It's been an adventure. So he found a job out here and um yeah we just kind of packed up our stuff and left (laughs) wow that's so cool though that makes such a good story just like so spontaneous and fun I love that um there's definitely been ups and downs to it I mean my my car broke down on my way out here and (laughs) (laughs) of course (laughs) oh man yeah there's always it's always something (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah. Moving across the country like that. And that's scary too, especially if like you're moving away from everything that you've ever known to go to a place that's so new and that you haven't experienced. And I mean, even just weather wise and climate and everything, it's so different up there. So I can imagine that there's just been like a lot of adjusting and all that kind of stuff. Um, so did you grow up in like the Western industry or is this something that's been kind of new for you? So I didn't grow up in the Western industry. I I'm from South Carolina and all my family over there kind of has to do with a little bit of that kind of stuff. And I've always felt like it was in my blood. I've always kind of ran to the country. That's like my safe place where I feel most myself. And so I was always running away from my house and going to my friend's houses that had horses and farms and things like that and um would spend as much time out there as as possible so I I always knew it was something that I wanted to be more of a part of and so growing up I was always finding more ways to be a part of that um you know going to barns and working and cleaning out stalls just to be around that and things like that so it, it was definitely something I wanted to do for a while Yeah. Did you find that it was something that like, like, how did you, I guess, get involved into it? Like you went to barns and things like that and and did stuff with your friends. Was it more so like when you got with your husband that you like really jumped into it or has it just been something that's been gradual over time? And then when you feel like you've kind of made a name for yourself in the industry now at this point, have you noticed that it's been has it been like a welcoming, supportive thing for you? Has it been scary? Like, cause I can imagine I, I was kind of the same way, like grew up in more of a suburb area and, you know, didn't have horses necessarily didn't come from like parents that had horses and rode and things like that. And it just was something that like, I decided I wanted to do when I was a kid and, you know, got into writing lessons and things like that. And grew from there. And now it's, you know, kind of turned into my whole lifestyle, but it, it it's kind of a weird, I feel like some people are super supportive of like first generation people and some people really hate it. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it's something that was definitely gradual, but took off a lot more once we got together. Um, I had built more of a community around the area that I was in. Um, 
connecting with people to just get my hands on whatever I could. Like I said, when we got together, he kind of opened the doors even more to that world. Um, I definitely think that the community has been probably more welcoming because of him. I kind of have more of an in because he's been doing this for a really long time and kind of grew up doing this. So, um, but everyone's been super welcoming, like I was saying. Um, I've been trying to kind of be an advocate for that more um, because I know there's a lot of people out there who don't have any resources and have no idea where to start. And so um, just kind of trying to give them the confidence to just jump into it because there are so many amazing people out there that want more people to be a part of this community and, you know, help them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's finding those kinds of people and just ignoring the people that aren't supportive, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And I, I've actually found it interesting, like in the past, I mean, just couple years, like it's become, I think more popular, but also just more like with the way that the world is working and social media and all of that, it's become more apparent that there are a lot of first generation people out there that maybe weren't, it wasn't so obvious for so long because I remember having that same conversation with my husband was, you know, our whole thing is we're trying to do first generation cattle ranching and and he was working and cowboying and stuff up in Montana, but you know, to actually own a ranch and, and not just work at one and work for people, you know, to, to get to that point is it's hard you know, and it's expensive and there's a lot that comes with that. And you know, I just remember looking at social media a couple of years ago and thinking like, this isn't talked about enough. Like there aren't people on here advocating for first generation ranchers and cowboys and people that are in this industry. And it seems like it's become more accepted. I feel like from what I can tell, like more people are starting to stand up and say like, yeah, I fit into this category and I fit into this group. And I think that's really cool because, you know, there, there are people that are like genuinely trying to do this. And I think you made a good point too, about saying that it's more accepted almost because of your husband. And I could probably relate to that in the sense of like, I feel like I see it a lot with like the Western fashion community and industry is it it seems like if that is your way into the industry, then people immediately jump to like, well, that's not, that doesn't count. You know, you're not actually a part, you know, you're not out there riding or doing this or doing that. And so, you know, everybody likes to be a gatekeeper about what is (laughs) acceptable and what is not. So it's definitely like an interesting, interesting space right now. Um, and to watch it evolve into what it's where we're going, it'll be kind of interesting to see where, what happens in the next few years from here. I think it's really interesting though, because when you think about it, look like looking back at history, we all used to be farmers. We all used to have our own crops and things like that. And it was just common. It wasn't until really the industrial revolution where people started going to work and having like corporate jobs and things like that. So yeah, for people to kind of say, you can't do this. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. it. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, it was like everybody's grandparents lived on a farm and, you know, like everybody knew somebody that had all of that. And now it's, it's like a rare thing and, and it's, you have to earn it and, and all this stuff. And, you know, it is, it is an interesting world. And I think it's just, trendy. And I think that's where it rubs people the wrong way is like, we have kind of reached a point of, you know, I've said this before, but like Yellowstone and and different shows like that have definitely made it more popular. And, you know, I'm sure in another couple of years, like something else is going to be popular and it'll kind of die off, but it kind of comes and goes. And, and so I'm sure that's part of the reason, but 
it's just interesting to watch how the world changes and how people react to things like that. So um, I think just let people be a part of it. You'll also see who's really serious about it in time because people who aren't, they'll die off. It it won't be a thing. So just let it, let it run its course. (laughs) That is, that is very true. Yeah. If you're, if you're just here for the, the trend, it won't last forever. That is, that is definitely true. Um, so with your lifestyle, I mean, you've obviously become very active on social media and, and just sharing your story and sharing your life and like lots of cool things have come from that. And I would love to hear more about it. So, um, I mean, spoiler alert, I guess, but you have a series that you're doing with Cowgirl Magazine, um, which is so cool. So tell us a little bit more about how that came to be and what what that is exactly. Yeah, I've told people before, it kind of happened by accident. Um, I was messaging or emailing them, um, talking about something else, actually. And um, they the owner of the company, actually, Ken, he emailed me back and was like, you know, I don't know if that really is something that we'd be interested in, but we have this other opportunity. If you would be interested in that, we really like how you like narrate your story and kind of the perspective that you have as somebody who didn't grow up in this and somebody who is the wife of a cowboy, kind of just like learning about this stuff and learning as you go, would you be okay with kind of doing a whole series on that so I was like uh yes of course (laughs) and so yeah it's it's been a really awesome experience I've met a lot of people through it um it's given me confidence to connect with other people um it's just it's been great that's so cool so what has that looked like for you then? Like, what is the series just, I mean, I was going through it and watching, but for anybody who hasn't, what does, like, what does it look like for you on TikTok? Cause I think that's kind of a new concept and, and a smart one and a good one. Um, but to have like a series on a platform such as TikTok, where your videos obviously can't be, you know, 30 minutes long, um, you know, how do you, what's your approach with that? Yeah. So when he came to me about it, we didn't have like a set in stone idea of what it was going to look like. He kind of just told me, you know, I trust your vision, go wherever you want with this. And so I was thinking about doing it kind of in the style of how I do my other TikToks where it's just kind of fun. But then I created the promo video for it and it kind of just turned into more of like a reality TV series from there. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was a little apprehensive about it at first doing it that way because like you said TikTok's so different they're smaller videos I didn't know how people were going to react to that if people were going to even like it or anything like that but um I just kind of released the first one and people seemed to like it so I just kept going from there so um but I've I've been trying to focus more so on kind of what we do after work and our life outside of working um because so many times I've found on TV shows and things like that that are about cowboying they're focusing more on the work which is fine but I kind of wanted to show a little bit more of a different side yeah kind of the whole lifestyle of it because I think that's such a big thing is it's a job but it's it's a lifestyle I mean you are it's not like other jobs where you know you come in you clock in you do your eight hours and then you leave and then you know you know you don't think about it or whatever I mean it's it is literally a lifestyle and so I think what you do really well is having, is sharing that and having a platform where you are 
encompassing that whole thing of like, yes, this is my husband's job, but like you're a part of it. And I think that's something that is, is different for people that don't live that lifestyle or aren't in the industry. And that maybe they don't understand is for, for somebody that's completely on the outside of all of this. I mean, your husband goes to work and your husband comes home and, you know, whether you're working your own job or you're staying at home with the kids or whatever. I mean, it's, it's very separate versus like ranch wives and cowboy wives. I mean, you are very much involved in what your husband is doing and you know, it's, it's, you're in it together, even though it might not be your direct job, like you still play a huge role in that. Absolutely. And I think that's, yeah, that's just super, super interesting and important as somebody who is living that like cowboy wife lifestyle. I mean, what, what is something that you love about it? And is there anything that like, maybe you don't love so much about it? <laughs> um, I think probably the thing that I don't like about it the most is that, um, it does take up so much time. So there isn't a lot of opportunity for us to go out and like, let's say spend the weekend by ourselves or anything like that, but hand in hand, the thing that I do like about it at the same time is that I am able to go with him and work with him. So even though we don't get to spend time like that alone, we still get to spend time in other ways working together, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that too. And I think that is, um, so true. Cause I mean, even my own husband has said things like that, you know, if, if we end up going back up there and, and doing this, um, which is what we're trying to do, he's like, you know, vacations and things like that are just, it's not, it's not what other people are get to do. You know, it's, it looks a lot different. Um, and you know, you don't get the time off that other people get because it, it just, it takes up so much of your time. And, um, but on the other hand of it, like you said, the difference is you're doing it together. You can go with him. You can spend time with him, you know, like when you guys have kids or whatever, like they can be a part of it. And that's always been something that has really drawn me into the lifestyle is having my kids grow up and being able to do like, see their dad work and like come and be with their parents like all day long and like get to actually be a part of it versus just, okay, see you later. Like, and then you have no idea what they're doing. Like they get to actually see it firsthand and, and be a part of something where, um, you know, in, in so many other situations, that's just not the case. So I think that's like such a valuable thing that so many kids don't get to have the opportunity to do. Um, so I really, I really love that. So you also have, aside from your series, you have a, um, Western wear company that you're starting or have started. Yeah. Um, I haven't released it yet. It should be released on the 1st of August. Um, but I, my husband also really likes to hunt. So Mm -hmm. he's taken me out before I haven't, I haven't really gone out very much, but I noticed that when I was looking for hunting gear, there's not a lot of companies that cater towards women and there's even less companies that are owned by women. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of started doing more research on that. And I decided that I wanted to create my own camouflage line for hunting. Mm -hmm. And so um, I started out with that and it kind of evolved to also having Western wear and and other things like that. Um, And so, yeah, I'm super excited about that. Um, And, and seeing what people think I have gotten a lot of positive feedback already. So 
I'm excited about it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's like a whole different um, thing too. Like um, just having like physical, like a physical thing that you're selling. I bet that's scary, exciting. There's so many emotions that come with starting something new like that. What's yeah. kind of been your biggest um, thing that you've learned since starting like your own line? Biggest thing I've learned. Um, well, I have learned that there's a, a lot of, uh, well, there's not a lot of companies that cater towards a bigger sizes too. Um, a lot of companies only go to like extra large. So that was also something that I wanted to make sure that I included, um, was like for jeans and shirts and things like that, where everybody could feel comfortable. And, um, that's really important. Um, for sure. And, and I agree, like things that are catered towards, yeah, so many sizes and women. And, and, um, it sounds like you were really good at, at picking out, um, things that are missing in certain industries, like you, you know, with this company, and then obviously seeing that missing gap within the Western world and, and having your series, like show different parts of your lifestyle. I think that's, that's a really good quality to have, um, as, a brand and an entrepreneur and to be able to grow. I think you do that really well is being able to pick out those things that, um, are missing and, and filling in the gaps. Cause that's not always easy to do. There's so it's hard to be original these days. I feel like it's hard to, to see something new or to start something new is just scary. Even if you do have the idea, putting yourself out there and being willing to experiment can be a really scary thing. So for anybody that's maybe looking to do something like you're doing, whether it's, you know, a wife that's wanting to share their life more and, and make something a name of themselves, their ranch, their family, their lifestyle, or somebody that wants to start a business, do you have any advice just, you know, whether it's general or more specific, just as far as like, if somebody wanted to do kind of what you were doing, how they would go about it? Yeah. My biggest piece of advice, and I tell this to everybody is like, just do it. I there's times even now where I'm so scared to do something because I'm worried about how people are going to react. And then it turns out completely fine. And people are so supportive of me. Um, so I think that, you know, if you're scared to do something, just, just try it. The worst that can happen is that, you know, you're back to square one and you just decide that you're not going to do it anymore. So, um, just go for it, see what happens, experiment. Um, and like, as far as like, uh, starting a brand or things like that do research there's so many tools and um opportunities out there that you might not have thought about and if you just do some research even on pinterest there's so many resources there that will help you Mm -hmm. that is true google university is one of my favorite places (laughs) it's everything is on google If you look hard enough and know what questions to ask. Um, no, I think that's, that's really so cool. And I, I just love like where you're just doing something so different. And I I love this idea of this series and I really can't wait to see where that's going to go for you and and what that's going to do for you. And you've already been so active on social media and you've built up a following for yourself. And as far as just being on social media and, and getting comfortable with sharing things is there. Cause I feel like what I've heard a lot of people struggle with is getting to that point of being comfortable with sharing and, and, you know, wondering like, Oh, does anybody actually care about my life? Like, why should people care about what I have to put out into the world? I mean, do you have any thoughts as far as that goes on like how to be more comfortable and confident, just being willing to put yourself out there? Yeah, um, I think 
probably my advice for that would be do it for yourself at first do it just completely for yourself and um just do what like post what makes you happy because that's how I really started out is like I just was posting random stuff um I went to go visit family in Florida and I would just kind of post um just like some cool things that I enjoyed maybe some place that I went that made me like really happy or some just random stuff yeah and you know I wasn't doing it to really show anybody I just was doing it as a creative outlet and I do still try to make sure that that is how I'm thinking about it too yeah so that I don't burn myself out um but uh I totally forgot where I was going with this <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I guess just like I was saying just just do it as you expressing yourself um because in my first couple of videos that I ever posted I mean nobody saw them <laughs> it wasn't yeah. It wasn't a thing. And then, and then things started taking off more and people started uh, watching it more and then it kind of took off from there. So yeah, just do it for yourself. <laughs> yeah. And with the cowgirl magazine thing, did you originally, cause I know you said you were talking to them beforehand before the series thing got started. Did you originally reach out to them to start that conversation or were they reaching out to you? I'm just curious. Cause either way, I, I guess my question would be like, do you have advice for people that are wanting to like work with companies? Like if you reached out to them um, and let's say, you know, people that are more micro influencers are wanting to step into that space, but they're like, Oh, I don't have a hundred thousand followers on something. Like I, you know, they're never going to want to do something like that for me. Um, You know, what, like, how did you get into that space? I guess. Yeah, I actually did reach out to them. Um, I was reaching out to them about, um, kind of doing a feature on something. So mm-hmm. um, I started out getting brand deals before I think I even had a thousand followers. And what where I started with that was I would start out with small companies that I felt more comfortable with. Um, I, I didn't start out with like huge companies where I knew they were probably gonna say no. I started out with ones that I was pretty sure would be interested. And I made sure that these were brands that aligned with what I was doing. So like Western wear, things like that. Um, so that the people watching my content wouldn't be like, well, what's this about? This is totally random. Yeah. But, um, I started out like that and I actually started out on Facebook connecting with smaller brands like that. Um, yeah. So just to get, kind of get comfortable with reaching out to brands and, 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 kind of like what that process looks like. And then I slowly started building that momentum and um, confidence to reach out to brands like Cowboy Magazine and things mm-hmm. like that. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, well, one, the fact that you started out on Facebook is like really intriguing to me because I feel like everybody thinks like Instagram is the name of the game right now. Um, and obviously TikTok has played a huge role for a lot of people. Um, you know, TikTok I think is a lot, easier for people to grow. But what I've heard is, um, it seems like a lot of creators right now are kind of in the struggle of, especially since Instagram and TikTok are kind of moving to be like very similar (laughs) platforms. They're trying to figure out what the, how to differentiate like content on each platform. Um, but 
it's, I think, encouraging to other people and other creators that are wanting to start working with brands, um, but they just feel like it's so far out of reach because they only have, you know, a couple hundred followers or something. And the fact that you were saying you were already doing brand deals before you even hit a thousand followers, I think should be super encouraging to people to know that it's not impossible to start working with brands. Um, when you do have a, a smaller following and it's a good way to get your foot in the door, even if it is just for exchange for free product, or you're not necessarily getting paid, but you're just getting that practice of reaching out to people and, and being willing to, I'm sure <laughs> face rejection. Cause I'm sure that happens. Um, and I think that's probably what scares a lot of people is everybody's afraid of getting rejected. Um, and you just never know what's going to come from it. I mean, Cowgirl Magazine is a huge platform. And so for you to reach out and take a shot and for them to say yes, you know, and, and take that chance with you, I think is really great. And it's just proof that it works. Like it can work and you shouldn't be afraid to, to take risks and things like that. I think two of the biggest things too, is like a, a good brand who really knows what they're doing is not also not going to look at just your follower account. It doesn't matter if you have a hundred thousand followers, if no one's commenting or looking at your stuff, who cares? Mm. Because that's not what's going to bring in, in, in customers and clients and things like that. Mm -hmm. So you could have 300 followers. And if you have a good engagement rate where people are commenting and sharing your stuff, that's what is important. Mm -hmm. So I think when you have a smaller following count, just don't even, don't even look at that. It, it's really about the community that you're building. That's most important. Mm. So, yeah. mm, that's really good. How would you like, what have been some ways that you have built like your community to where like you've helped boost your engagement? Do you have just like some quick tips for, for how to do that? Yeah. So I actually started kind of getting my foot in the door on TikTok in the Western community by working with, um, some smaller like boutiques and things like that. Um, I do graphic design and I actually, before I was even on TikTok, I, I had an Etsy where I was selling those. And, um, so I reached out to those brands as well and, um, kind of offered like, Hey, could I design, um, a t-shirt for you in exchange for the t-shirt? So like mm -hmm. I design it for you, you can sell it in your store. You just send me one of the copies. And so I actually made a TikTok video about it just kind of seeing if anybody would be interested in that. And that just like really took off. There was a bunch of people who were like, I'd love to work with you. And so that kind of enabled me to connect with other people. And I connected with people through them and it just like spiderwebbed from there. Wow. Yeah. That's so, that's so cool. And, and I think just, again, just being willing to put yourself out there and, and, get kind of scrappy and, and find ways to make yourself stand out and, and be willing to put in the work in the beginning. And, and it really obviously benefited you. And, and I can tell that it's helping you grow and that, you know, it's opened up doors and opportunities for you. And I think that's just really encouraging and, and really cool for a lot of people to see. So I love that. Um, well, where can people find you? Where can people, you know, come support you, hang out with you, talk with you, be a part of your community, all the things. Yeah. Um, I have a website. It's just charlieelena.com. But um, I think social media wise, I'm on TikTok the most. I love to talk with people on there and, and reply to comments and things like that and connect with people. But all of my social media handles are just at charlieelena. So TikTok, Twitter, uh, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, 
they're all the same. I tried to make it easy for her. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yep. That makes it easy, easy to remember, easy to go. Well, yeah, definitely go check out the TikTok series. Um, I literally was like binging it the other day. So <laughs> it's, it's super cute. And, um, I, yeah, I love just getting to watch other people's lifestyles. It's funny how like, that is what we do this generation. I always think it's funny. Like my parents will be like, why are you just watching somebody else? Like live their <laughs> life? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so it really is. It's fun to see what other people are doing in other parts of the world. And, and social media is just such a cool place for networking and meeting friends, especially in this space, because it can really be um, kind of a lonely place. You know, when you do live in rural America, it's hard to to connect with other people. So I think social media has been such a beautiful way for people to meet each other and, and just build that community. So I love that. And I love what you're creating and um, all the things that you're doing. So uh, thank you again for sharing and being willing to come on and, and tell us a little bit about your story. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to following along and, and seeing what else you have up your sleeves. And everybody go check out the uh, the the Western Wear when it launches. You said August 1st? Yep. yep. Just in a couple of days. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that's coming up. That's exciting. So best of luck with that. And And yeah, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.